With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone, and happy, happy Wednesday to all of you. It's Common Sense Radio. Your phone calls are welcome. I want to double back real quickly to this uh, Joy Reid freakout. Seven and a half minutes, seven and a half minutes long where she's at home staring into her her phone for seven and a half minutes while her kids are starving and her husband is in the basement drinking Bud Light. She decides she's going to tell you that Republicans are at war with you women. Listen, friends, you need to hear me. The Republican Party at this stage in its development is at war. By the way, what, what is, what, just real quickly, what does she mean by at this stage in its development? I'm not quite sure what she means by that. But... They're at war with women. And women, if you think they're going to stop with just outlawing the abortion pill, you got another thing coming. When they're done getting a national ban on abortion, which is what they're going for. They're coming for your birth control. And when they're done with that, they're going to move on to LGBTQ rights. They're coming for gay marriage. Don't think that you, if you're LGBTQ, but you're rich and affluent and Republican, that you're safe because they're coming for your rights too. Yeah, not really. We're really coming for your hair extensions that we want to take and burn in a pit in Iraq. That's all we want, Joy. We want your hair extensions. Well, after we take all the other stuff from you that presumably you were going to take from you. Just saying. All right, this is great. So we keep hearing a bunch of pablum from these people who are announcing that they're running for the Republican presidential nomination. And we've got Mike Pat Mike we need a more compassionate conservatism, Pence. And you've got Nikki. We need a new generation of people, presidential candidates, Haley. And we've got Ramaswamy, who's all right. He's just, he's there basically as one of Trump's biggest supporters because every time he opens his mouth, he reaffirms how great Trump is. He just doesn't, he just doesn't know that yet. And we've got Ron DeSantis, who may or may not be running. He's he's all right. Uh, and he actually speaks in more detail than any of the other ones. And we've got Tim, Tim Scott, who also talks about new generation stuff, which doesn't mean anything. And then you have President Trump, who issues videos on a regular basis that will talk about issues and it'll talk about them in detail because we don't want your pablum. We want your plans. We are grown up. This isn't 2008. This is 2023. And we are a much more demanding electorate 
as common sense conservatives, we are you you keep talking like George W. Bush all the time. We're not going to buy it. It's 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 old school. It's old. And so this is why it was so great to see President Trump issue a very simple two and a half minute video that talks about a plan to reclaim our colleges and universities. And if you pay careful attention to this, I know this isn't Mike Pompeo being interviewed by Bill Hammerer and Dana Perino. How boring. But uh, we we don't need facts. We just want to hear people jabber on with Bill Hammerer and Dana Perino all day long. So this is Agenda 47. If you listen very carefully... President Trump is on to something regarding the accreditation of universities, which is a federal thing. And it's kind of like down in Florida where you had the college board, you know, and making all these decisions. And then DeSantis is like, hey, you realize the college board is just like a private company that we contract with. You do realize we can cancel the contracts. Well, that's precisely what President Trump plans to do on the federal level. And keep in mind, he talks because the colleges and universities are the are are the one thing in this country, aside from maybe some of our uh, secondary education schools uh, and primary schools, the the college and universities are pooping up some of the worst people on the planet. And, and and so something needs to change, and President Trump has an idea that is completely and totally conservative. I can't wait till Mike Pence is probably well, this isn't conservative. This is we're meddling in the affairs of the universities. I'm sorry, no, the universities are meddling in the affairs of the state by going through this accreditation system that they're hiding behind and poisoning the curriculum, infecting the system with a bunch of left wing teachers. Uh, and and ruining the minds of young people. Agenda 47, everybody. For many years, tuition costs at colleges and universities have been exploding. And I mean absolutely exploding. While academics have been obsessed with indoctrinating America's youth, the time has come to reclaim our once great educational institutions from the radical left, and we will do that. Our secret weapon will be the college accreditation system. It's called accreditation for a reason. The accreditors are supposed to ensure that schools are not ripping off students and taxpayers, but they have failed totally. When I return to the White House, I will fire the radical left accreditors that have allowed our colleges to become dominated by Marxist maniacs and lunatics. We will then accept applications for new accreditors who will impose real standards on colleges once again and once and for all. These standards will include defending the American tradition and Western civilization, protecting free speech, eliminating wasteful administrative positions that drive up costs incredibly, removing all Marxist diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucrats, offering options for accelerated and low-cost degrees, providing meaningful job placement and career services, and implementing college entrance and exit exams to prove that students are actually learning and getting their money's worth. Furthermore, I will direct the Department of Justice to pursue federal civil rights cases against schools that continue to engage in racial discrimination and schools that persist in explicit unlawful discrimination under the guise of equity 
will not only have their endowments taxed, but through budget reconciliation, I will advance a measure to have them fined up to the entire amount of their endowment. A portion of the seized funds will then be used as restitution for victims of these illegal and unjust policies. I mean, this is outstanding and completely and totally conservative because the universities and these colleges are all basically a bunch of welfare queens for the federal government where they receive this accreditation they are basically uh, treated as nonprofits, and so their endowments are all untouchable and everything else. But they are inextricably tied to the U.S. government and the federal government. And this is a plan. This is a plan. And I know most people, you know, it's so funny how people who, when you bring up President Trump, they talk, well, I wish you wouldn't tweet so much, you know, clutching their pearls. I'm like, well, what do you say about this? What do you say about that? We need somebody simple like Nikki Haley. It's like, have you heard a plan from her? Have you heard a plan from Ron DeSantis, for that matter? Or have you heard a plan from Tim Scott? Or have you heard a plan from, well, Ramaswamy does have a plan. I've got to tell you, i got to give it to Ramaswamy. He's, this guy's nails. But the other guys, what, what, do, they, what do they have for you? What, 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 do they, what do they got for you? These other guys have nothing for you, and, and, and there certainly isn't a plan. And so here is Donald Trump continuing the plan. It's very precise. It's very detailed, and it's hugely important, and it means something because this is one of the worst problems we have in this society is our educational system infiltrated by a bunch of Marxist social engineers who are attempting to destroy people before they even make it into the adult world. That's how they do it now anyway. That's where critical race theory came in. There there was not a market for racism in this country. There 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 wasn't a market for the kind of crap that these left wing people were selling. And and so they had to invent it through critical race theory. So they had to invent a bunch of white liberal guiltists by by poisoning their minds as young people and invent a bunch of black racists by poisoning their minds with the assumption that somehow they're still involved in slavery. But that's how it works. That's what they do. They have they have to make these kinds of adjustments early on in order to mold a society they want, because uh, the society, if it's left to its own devices, uh, is not going to buy what these weirdos are selling. You know, it's just very simple. President Trump has an answer for it. The seized funds will then be used as restitution for victims of these illegal and unjust policies, policies that hurt our country so badly. The only thing I would have changed about that speech is that instead of restitution, I would have used the term reparations. That would have been... That would have been good. I would have used that word, but it's okay, Donald. You can policies, policies that hurt our country so badly. Colleges have gotten hundreds of billions of dollars from hardworking taxpayers, and now we are going to get this anti-American insanity out of our institutions once and for all. We are going to have real education in America. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I defy you to find any broadcasting outlet uh, today 
or yesterday when the tape came out or tomorrow that will play one second of this tape. Fox News isn't going to play it. They're, they're too busy interviewing Mike Pompeo and Nikki Haley and all the other people because they just don't want because Paul Ryan's told them to. But there's but there's not there's not I guarantee you. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But with the exception of the nighttime crew, because they always have to separate the nighttime crew at Fox, I defy you to, to show me any event that uh, uh, any any news organization, any time during this, the, the daytime on Fox News where they're going to play one lick of this particular tape. They're not going to do it. But boy, President Trump has some nickname for somebody, and that's number one news, or President Trump has another court appearance and blah 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 this is these are solutions here that we need thank you agenda 47 common sense radio good morning everybody and happy 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 wednesday to all of you it's common sense radio your phone calls are welcome 314-566-6104 yes indeed jamie allman here your host so happy to be and yeah, so this gaslighting she devil, <laughs> known as I don't know, I've never used the word she devil term she devil before, but I thought this is our first time for everything. You know what I mean? So uh, Saint Corrine is giving her black binder tour uh, yesterday, and she got pretty pretty nasty, and it it and and it's kind of like the typical. Uh, gaslighting, which is really better known as passive aggressivity, it, it kind of has changed. That name has changed into gaslighting, but it's really just being passive aggressive. Uh, and and so Peter Peter Ducey's asking her a question, and she pulls a line on him that, well, people who are passive aggressive use all the time, and, but also that it's kind of like one of those things. Like if you're a man, you like never say that to a woman uh, when. She's asking you a question or doing something that you never you never say that to him because that's one sure way to have uh, a a breakdown uh, moment. But this is how it went down. Said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than ninety percent. Where did that number come from? It was, because I was CBP speaking. is telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, more I'm about to answer you. So if, you if you if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, um, it, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about? Okay, I'm I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with. So you saw that, and uh, I know that you. It drove you crazy. It it made you super upset. Uh, and and although yeah, obviously there are bigger fish to fry and bigger problems in the world than this. Uh, but for her to pull that stuff on Steve Ducey, and and thank goodness he kind of piped back in. Is it what's so dramatic about me asking a question? But she's pulling this kind of stuff, and she's I I think this woman is probably one of the most unlikable. Press secretaries we've had in a long, long time. I can't go. I, I I can't even name one. You can go back to the ones who were typically ridden like rented mules all the time, 
many of those Trump uh, people. Uh, but there's nobody really more manipulative and passive aggressive than the black binder extension we know as St. Kareem. There's just there's really nobody that takes the cake. And of course, very few people criticize her because they're afraid to because they, uh, they because of all the boxes she checks, they're all afraid to kind of go after her. Uh, but but for her to pull that, that dramatics thing, and Steve Ducey has the patience of Job here. Uh, it's one thing, to, and believe me, try saying that to a woman sometime, and you'll uh, you'll you'll see what uh, what becomes of your day. Let's put it let's, let's put it that way. Do people do speaking of men? Do do men still open the doors uh, for women like car doors and and uh, and regular doors, dude? When when your when your wife or girlfriend or daughter enters into your car, uh, do you open the door for her, or has that stopped? I I will tell you that there is nothing more. Soul crushing, speaking of men and women relationships, than being at a mall or someplace and uh, and watching some dude make his wife or girlfriend get into the passenger seat by themselves. Well, I guess there's something more soul crushing that that is that is sitting at a gas station and watching some dude on his phone in the passenger seat while the girl while the woman pumps gas. Now, that'll really take you. Because at that point, I'm thinking, dude, you better be, like, paralyzed from the waist down. Or you have no excuses to be sitting in that thing. Now, is that is that too persnickety? Is that too, uh, is that too chauvinistic or whatever? I think what happens is many women who kind of grew up in the maybe, like, the 70s were poisoned by feminism and consider that having a door open for them is somehow uh, somehow makes them weaker. I, I think that's I think that's kind of like a I think that's kind of like a like a thing now uh, for for so so I'm trying to give some women a pass or some guys a pass because maybe the women that they're with um have their you know what so much in a pur in their purse that that uh, they scare them from from doing that but otherwise i have i have no reason i have no other way of explaining that you know understand that good morning this morning oh by the way can you pause it just for a second so one of the things i would say and i'm not bragging or anything but uh i was walking along with natalie once and 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 i was telling her a little bit about um you know we were because you know she's 15 and she's not going to mixers and stuff like that, and and I and and she always lo- she loves it when I open a door for her all the time. But you know, but um, uh, the she said we were walking. She goes, I also know that you walk on uh, the curb side of the street, and I walk on the inside. And I'm like, you remembered that? I go, yeah, because what happens is you walk, uh, you you go, uh, and when when you walk on the sidewalk, it used to be in the old days. I don't know why it's not like the new days, but the, but you wanted to avoid the possibility of some car passing and splashing like gutter water on your lovely one. 
And so, or, or ran off the road or something. So you always walk on the inside along the curb, and the woman walks on the outside towards whatever buildings there are. So you take the hit on anything that comes your way. Just a little lesson from Mr. Manners. <laughs> Remember Miss Manners? Whatever happened to Miss Manners? I love Miss Manners. She and Dear Abby are probably up in heaven having tea, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all in the morning. It's Common Sense Radio, and I am proud to say I'm bringing in Buck Sexton on the 6th of June for you. We're all going to be at Westport Plaza Doubletree in Maryland Heights, 7 o'clock. That is a Tuesday, June 6th, where I am hosting Buck Sexton here for the 1049 The Patriot Speaker Series, and it's going to be fantastic. You know Buck and Clay. They're awesome people. Buck is uh, amazing. Used to be work for the CIA, so we'll have some things to say about the old deep state and beyond. So I will be there hosting Buck Sexton June 6th at the Westport Plaza Doubletree in Maryland Heights at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. So hopefully we will um, we will see you there. Hey, Man, this country is so race-obsessed. I don't know why, but it really is. And the people who are mostly race-obsessed seem to be people on MSNBC, particularly people like Mehdi Hassan, who has decided that he was going to have Jamel Boul on, and they were going to talk about how the GOP wants black people erased. This is coming on the heels of... There's some controversy or something. Weren't they? Somebody was going to make the Little Mermaid black, and it's like, okay, I really don't care if the Little Mermaid is black. I mean, I think that if we made like a black character white, that would be cultural appropriation. But I don't have a problem with the Little Mermaid being black. I have I have no problem at all. I mean, but but I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily going to. Um, have like the kids. It's like, you know, when, when like there was a black Santa Claus, I'm not taking my kids to see a black Santa Claus, but that's not, that doesn't make me racist. I, I just believe, you know, in Santa Claus being white. And so I'm not going to take them to a black Santa Claus. Never would have. They, they, they installed one over at the Galleria, but I was never going to take my kids to see a black Santa. I'm not embarrassed to say that's just that's just the way I, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, Santa is white. And black. I'm like, no, he's not. So in my opinion, but if your opinion is he's black, all good, all good. Take your kid to see a black Santa. That's fine. And the little mermaid, though, that's not a problem for me to have a black little, little mermaid. But apparently people were raising hell about it. I missed that story. But apparently that was a big thing. And they were calling attacking Disney for being woke and everything else. It's like, no, they're just playing around with a brand. You know, I don't mind that, you know, but he, Mehdi Hassan thinks we're all, anybody complain about, we're just, you know, kind Indeed. of going it's crazy. It's been hijacked by the right, as we've seen. But I remember, for example, when black actress Holly Bailey was cast as Ariel in The Little Mermaid not long ago. That was decried as woke run amok, even though that's not an example of hierarchies being set up. That's not an example of free speech being silenced. So know, did, did we really complain about that? Did you guys complain about that? Like, like, look, look at Hamilton, for instance. I, you know, we know that James Madison and we, we know that Thomas Jefferson and we know that Alexander Hamilton, that they were white. But I had no problem with black people playing white people. But question is, though, do, do black people have a problem with white people playing black people? You know what I mean? 
Like, like for instance, uh, could, could 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 I put put up to put could, could I put together like a ver, a white version of Porgy and Bess? You think? Of course, it's an it's an awful show, and I one time went to the Muni and saw Porgy and Bess, and and it was brutal. I mean, it was just. I'd be like, oh, I mean, it was brutal. I'm sure everybody can't won't say that because they're afraid of being called racist or something or intolerant. But there's no more miserable, brutal way to spend an evening at the theater than watching Porgy and Bess. I mean, that it was it was awful. Uh, but would would it, would it be okay if I if I went ahead and and had you know, like a white version of Porky and Bess. Like, what would happen if that happened? Like, what would ha- what would happen if if I did that? What would happen if if I reenacted the "I Have a Dream" speech? What do you think would happen? They go crazy, right? Because apparently, and again, I don't, I have, I see no problem whatsoever with uh, some characters becoming black. I mean, I I, I just see. And, I mean, I, like like Little Mermaid being black is not the end of the world to me. Now, if the kids were littler, uh, and, and they like did a like a video version of of it or something, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't buy that because uh, they would have seen the original version, and you know it's it's just wasn't going to be the case. But I I don't recall going crazy over that. But they they apparently decided to bring that up on Mehdi Hassan's show. Me is the woke is often. And by the way, he's like an expert race baiter. He is. He is. I have to. Uh, I have to tell you, some people when they're really good at what they do, even if it's a bad thing, <laughs> you have to give them credit. You know, sometimes uh, because and Mehdi Hassan is absolutely cream of the crop, top shelf race race baiter. He's really good at it by conservatives as a way to complain about black people and black activism. I mean, it, it's hard to deny when you begin to see its actual usage, not necessarily by conservative politicians, but certainly by conservative media figures, by you know people in that orbit, and you see it used to describe a black character in Star Wars, a black character in a, a Disney uh, movie, um, you should see see it described a commercial with an interracial couple. You, you do begin to wonder if it's just uh, you know a term of art in this case for saying you know black people who shouldn't be there or black people I don't think should. Uh, do you guys do you have yeah do you have problems with uh, commercials with interracial couples in them? Uh, even though obviously the only time an interracial couple is displayed is when the guy is black and the woman is white. You rarely see a white dude with a black woman to represent interracial couples the way they engineer commercials and things like that. The one one I did see, I did see one where uh, that, but that was where the white guy and the black woman, it was some travel thing. I can't remember what commercial it was. And uh, the white guy was stupid. So, you know, the, the hapless husband. But I but I never I've never had a problem with seeing in a do do people really have a problem with that? I mean, I I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with you know, I, I never see any like well, you look at most commercials and you really rarely ever see like a white boy or a white guy 
in groups, you know. It's kind of it's pretty rare, but I don't I don't mind that, you know. That kind of thing. Um, so these guys basically are inventing, uh, projecting what we're going to say. Like I mean, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, you got to be kind of, you got to be a little crazy to have to 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 have a problem with interracial couples on TV. I mean, that's, I think that's, that is definitely under the umbrella of meanings, which gets to the our earlier point that it's just it's just this this vague term of abuse that can be used for really anything you want to want to use it for other than ironically its original meaning in the black community which was kind of just a ba- being aware of uh forces of oppression around you that's generally what it used to mean oh uh, and now i'm learning from msnbc that the term woke was stolen from black people, which I didn't know that I don't, I need, I, I don't keep up with this stuff. I, I feel so bad that I don't have, I, I'm not, I don't have my, my list with me about all the things that I have to be, be worried about. But apparently the term woke was stolen. I don't know, but you know, I think, I think woke, I mean, I, I, I wish we didn't use that term negatively because I think no one is more woke in terms of being awake than us conservatives, uh, especially since Donald Trump. So I wish we didn't use that as a pejorative. And I, I also wish we didn't use progressive as a pejorative because I think progressive is a positive word. It's always been a positive word. So how do we let the left with all their antics and all their, uh, country-killing philosophies, how do we let them call themselves progressive? I mean, it, it, it's, it's like us just simply declaring, that, oh, um, why don't we just I say we're, we're brilliant? You know, brilliant people tend to do this as, as a, instead of saying we're conservative. Why not just say we're brilliant? Actually, that would be pretty brilliant to do that, just to simply adopt words, because that's what we're doing nowadays. But actually, progressive is not a bad word, and I would like to use it to describe myself, if you don't mind, because I, th- I think I'm progressive. I think you're progressive. Look it up in the dictionary. It's, it, and if you want to, if it goes to a, a political end, it's probably number four or five in the definition category. Look up the word progressive, and you've got one, two, three, to, uh, and it'll, it'll describe uh being progressive is a positive thing. So how do we let them take that word from us uh, and, and and decide that that was going to be the way to describe themselves? Again, it's kind of like us just simply declaring that we're just brilliant. We're, we're going to use the word brilliant to describe us. Well, we should because we are brilliant. And you're brilliant. We're all brilliant. Good morning this morning. Uh, 314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's Common Sense Radio. Good morning. Jamie Allman here with you. And this is a great story from Florida. Well, first, let me start with this, first of all. My mom uh, at her independent living place, my mom likes to pray bridge and everything else. And uh, they have a poker thing for the men. And the women are not allowed to play poker. And my mom isn't very happy about that. 
she's like, I don't know why they don't let women play poker. But apparently it's just kind of like a, like a men's poker thing. But the women, the women aren't allowed to play. And my mom wants to play. My mom actually is a pretty good card player. But uh, especially bridge. But she wants to play. I go, well, maybe you ought to just start a women's poker thing. And she's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll think about that. But uh, anyway, but I think she wants to play in the men's poker thing. I think my mom is that kind of person, you know, that kind of woman. You know, she's like, no, I, I don't want a women's thing. I, I want to play in the men. I want to beat the men at poker. I want to I want to play in the men's poker tournament, poker night. Anyway, we'll see. So anyway, at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida, they have a ladies no limit hold'em poker tournament. And so this dude uh, drove five hours to see a friend, a friend of his, and they wind up at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida, and he wants to play poker. And, and, and by the way, he's 100% against men competing in women's sports, just as, a, just as an aside. And his uh, name is Dave Hughes. And so he decides, well, um, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for this poker thing. Uh, and it's the, and, and uh, he was wanted to enter into a poker tournament, and the ladies' tournament was the only one with open seats. So he signed up. And what's crazy is, according to Florida law, uh, the casino can't block a man from competing in a contest intended for women. And so I, and I'm not quite sure what that law is and what maybe Ron DeSantis might say about the law. But he winds up, he gets into the, the tournament and, and winds, up, winds up winning the tournament. So he, 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 he won the tournament and, uh, and, he, and, and it was um, like a $7 million poker event. And he wound up winning the tournament. And what's crazy is the women didn't seem to care. I mean, what what happened is they they did put a bounty on him, so to speak. So there were people who were promised a level of cash if they bounced him out. But he wound up he wound up winning the tournament. But really, as odd is that uh, that that there's a law in Florida that prevents the casino from keeping people out. Um, and, and, and I'm not quite sure how that's, how that's going to, how that's going to play. Uh, but they had some dude and he, he won the damn tournament. Pretty crazy. Good morning this morning. Line one to whom am I speaking? What's going on? This is Tim. Good morning, sir. What up, Tim? Um, I was just randomly thinking, and I'm thinking, what is those on the conservative side really losing? We're losing the narrative. Let's take, for example, one thing called the uh, what they call now gender affirming surgery. Yeah, that was always a sex change operation. You always kind of okay, yeah, it's a sex change. Yeah. So you do not hear it called a sex change. So I personally, from now on, when everybody talks about it, I'm going to call it a sex change. Exactly what it is, because you were born a male, you were born a female, and you're whacking off parts to change into something else. 
Call it what it really is, and that's a sex change. Tim, that's really great that you point that out. Uh, hugely astute and something I think a lot of us miss um, because we, you know, what they do is they love changing the words. They love changing, like, like for instance, now Fox News only calls illegal aliens migrants. They will not call them illegal. They will not call them undocumented. None of that stuff. They're only migrants. That, that is the whole thing. Then also we noticed, I noticed you noticed, the, uh, they call it abortion care. Have you heard that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is a sex change operation. Man, we were, we were just absolutely flim-flammed by these guys. Thank you for reminding us. Yeah, they do it to us all the time, and and I guess we were so easy to make the argument, we forget what we arguing about. <laughs> right, and in fact, I think that uh, that even when we when we talk about it, sometimes we call it gender affirming surgery. Right, and, they're already winning. They're winning the war by winning the narrative. And right on. The second you lose the narrative, it's just like writing history. The winner writes the history, and, and it usually ain't the truth. Nice, man. Well, Tim, thanks for the reminder, buddy. And uh, we are uh, we stand corrected, my brother. I appreciate you calling the show. And thank you all for listening to the show. Alex, thanks a ton, man. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.